again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Gravic, your weekly podcast reviewing games for the Game Pass collection, bringing you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the master assassin of this episode, Andrew. With me, the one who ends up blinking off the building way too much, Keith. Oh, that is 100% true. Can't confirm. Hello. And the one who doesn't know anything about stealth, Liz. Can also confirm. Hey, guys. <laughs> and this week was uh, Liz's sort of pick. Uh, we played Dishonored Definitive Edition by Arcane Studios. Uh, some of you may remember Arcane Studios because we did do a game from them recently, which was Prey. Well, I shouldn't say recently. That was actually earlier on. But Prey was one of Liz's probably favorite games that we've done. So I suggested this to her going, hey, since you like that studio, you might like this. Well, we originally saw the trailer for the second one. You showed me the Dishonored 2 trailer. Yeah. And then so when it came down to pick, Dishonored was on. So I decided to do this one. Yeah. So... Uh, Arcane Studio is also part of the Bethesda family, so this was actually on Game Pass before, then left, and now it's back again. So we get to enjoy it again. But going around this, this was yours. Tell us, was this a gamer pass? Is this going to be another pass in a row? No, this is a game, of course. Oh. I love Bethesda games. Uh, for me, at the beginning, I was really nervous because I just couldn't get around the stealth aspect. Like, I, I was just so nervous playing. And then I realized how forgiving the game was. I cannot tell you how many times I saved this game because the save feature in this game is incredible. And, yeah, I just, once I I figured out, like, how the game worked and everything, I just ended up loving the game. So, yeah, definitely a game. I guess that uh, sounds like it's up to me since it was silent. Uh, I'm going to have to say this one's a pass for me. I just, I was, I was disappointed, you could say. Uh, Get it? Dishonored? Disappointed? Uh, No. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah, I I just, I I wanted to play this game. I thought it was going to be fun. I liked even the concept of some of the the gameplay style where it's, you know, the, the world sort of changes by your actions, but I just, I didn't like the gameplay and I was kind of let down by it. So for me, I think I'll actually give this a definite game. I enjoy stealth games a lot. They can get pretty tedious, though, because a lot of people who play stealth games, there's a lot of moments where you're just sitting there waiting for the guard to walk by, waiting for this to happen, waiting for this guy to hit a switch, and you end up kind of sitting around a lot. So stealth games are kind of like hard to really have a fun game with. But the thing that makes Dishonored so unique is that you have this blink ability and you can quickly teleport throughout the world and there's multiple aspects and avenues you can take. I love this game. So this was originally a Xbox 360 game. So this is the definitive edition. So of course they added the DLC. It's got some, you know, nice new coat of paint on it. HD graphics. And also too, if you are playing on the Series X version, I think it's only on the Series X version, but Microsoft announced that a lot of Bethesda titles are getting an FPS boost. And this is one of the titles. When you actually open like the uh, Xbox menu when you hit the jewel button, it says in the corner, FPS boost enabled. So this, this game runs very smoothly. And yeah, this is a lot of fun. Like this is a stealth game that just, it makes you feel so cool. Just how the supernatural aspect to it. See, it's funny you say that because I, I felt like this game was so or the gameplay was just so clunky. And we'll, we'll talk about it, I guess. But that was my biggest gripe, is I just felt like I was this big, bumbling idiot who couldn't ever be stealth. And I couldn't figure out the way that the, the guard's view worked and all kinds of weird things that I have issues with. Because I do generally like stealth games, but this one just didn't do it for me. Well, don't get me wrong. There's some aspects of it that do, that does show its age. I will say that. But 
to me, like I remember when the first time I played this, I played this version in the 360 and I loved it. And just playing it again in the Definitive Edition just reminded me why I loved it so much. But overall, the story of Dishonored is you are playing Corvo, who is the head bodyguard for the Empress of the city that is essentially dying. It's being plagued by this mysterious illness. It is just, it's being cut off. It's being blockaded by the other islands. So nobody is giving you any support. And just everything seems so bleak. Just rats things, everywhere. Rats everywhere. People that are called weepers that shoot bugs. Mm. It, just when things couldn't be any worse, the Empress gets assassinated and you are framed for her murder. So you, as her bodyguard, are basically, you are dishonored. Which, I guess that's where the game gets its name. Wow. <laughs> Did that just but occur I, to you right now? No, I'm just, obviously okay. not. Just making sure. I don't know. You 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 sold it Keith well. Keith was worried. Yeah, you sold it well. I, I wanted to make sure that, that that wasn't your defining moment there. But carry on. <laughs> but you as uh, but you are essentially trying to reclaim your honor and trying to clear your name and you're trying to save the Empress's daughter. So overall with the story, what did you guys think of it? So I didn't beat the game. I don't know how far shocker. I am from it. Did you say shocker? Yes. I don't know. It's a pretty decently long game, and anywho, I, I think I got at least halfway through or more, but I guess it was all right. I, 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 the framing aspect, of it, I had no idea really what it was about going into it, but um, it wasn't terrible. I didn't find it overly engaging, though. I actually really like the story, and one thing that I, I mean, I, I don't know if I should save this for you know, music and voice acting later. But I thought it was really interesting that your character never speaks. There were certain little details with that. And then also when you're going around the world and you're meeting these people, a lot of them are just truly awful. And so I was trying to do more of a non-lethal approach. I did kill some people, but mostly it was people that I was either like in a, like a bad situation or I just thought that they deserved it. <laughs> this game has like a lot of rapey characters and like peeping toms and, and all this kind of stuff. And so it was, it was just in, like my choices. I found myself constantly like going back and forth between being like, I want to, you know, because it warns you that your decisions have consequences kind of like you kill a bunch of people, the plague and everything. It's the city's going to get worse. So it was always just this battle with me. Yeah, for me, I, I personally love the story. Uh, well, I shouldn't say loves because it is. It's a good story, but it doesn't do anything too crazy. Uh, for me, I just love the world. So this is a, an industrial punk kind of world, which is kind of like steampunk, but I guess not as much steam. So basically everything is not eco-friendly. Everything's run down. You know, everything's run on whale oil. It's not efficient. Everything's just like really just kind of grungy looking. So I just love the aesthetic of the world. And I think it, it complements the story so well. Unlike just how miserable everything is, you know, this plague that's ravaging the city. I just loved the lore and the overall, like, city building. Well, at first, I was like, are, are there going to be this many awful people in such a small space? Because obviously the guards are bad. I mean, they're having people who have signs of the illness, but also people who aren't, that they just want to steal from. And they're, like, putting them in, like, these little prison things and killing them. And, and then you also have the thugs. And I just felt like... Going around, there's like no good people, and I was like, I like except part... for Samuel the boatman. Exactly, but part of me was like, there can't be this many people. But then I was like, oh wait, <laughs> <laughs> during this pandemic, you couldn't even get your hands on toilet paper because people were so selfish. <laughs> and then this is like, a, like, I mean, 
real bad, real bad. So for me, I found it kind of disheartening walking around the city. Dishonored beat us to the punch as far as, you know, the pandemic storyline, apparently, yeah. <laughs> no, everyone was very hateable in the game for the most part. I mean, maybe some of the characters weren't, but overall, every single one was like, I don't know, if you go, you go. I wasn't really killing a lot. Of, well, I was killing a lot of guards. I, I didn't go so stealthy, mostly because, again, I, I found I was always getting seen anyway, so I just gave up on it for the most part. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Mostly everyone of, like, well, the actual spoken characters were very hateable. I agree. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I don't even think you guys got far enough to hate them even more. It's See, this is what I thought. And, actually, without spoilers, I'll make my next point, I guess, is that... So, yeah, I kind of got this vibe the whole time that, I don't know, it, it like you said, it doesn't do anything crazy where it's just like, okay, you're this mega soldier or whatever you are, you know, you're a special individual. And then you're kind of taken advantage of is what it feels like. You're always just yeah. sent out on these like, hey, do this for us, do that for us. I'm like, well, no, if I'm if I'm the, the guy, screw you guys, I'm going to tell you what to do. But no, you're just strung along as some little pawn for them. Yeah, I mean... That's I, that is probably my biggest complaint about the story. Uh, was it you, Liz? Were you saying that your character doesn't talk? I really wish your character did have a voice. Cause to me, yeah, like I, I feel like I was just a dumb puppet. These guys literally are just saying, "Hey, do this thing," and you're just like, well, "Okay, don't question it. Just okay, I did this thing." And you know, some of the stuff they do is really kind of sketchy, but you don't say anything. You don't argue with them. You just you just do it. So for me, that's what kind of really did disappoint me. Well, I'm well now. I'm super disappointed because Andrew just told me what happens, and I actually kind of guessed it at the beginning. But I will say, going into it, I mean, I would kind of do what they say too. I mean, they're they're helping you get Emily back. I mean, she was kept prisoner, and then she's actually free to roam around. And so for me, I understand why he just jumps into it because he's trying to do the right thing. Well, I mean, it, it was all just a political game. And I guess that was kind of the, the aspect of it that I was like, I don't know why I'm trusting these people uh, at all. Like, it just, it always seemed weird to me that you didn't, you had options in the game on how you played it, but your options were really always just do what they tell you. I don't know. And they even openly tell you that, hey, like, this is all politics, blah, blah, blah. So they're, I don't know. I just, I had no reason to trust them in the first place, but you're forced into trusting them every step of the way, just about. So I didn't like yeah. that as far as it being overly linear for a storyline perspective. Which I do agree. I mean, this is an Xbox 360 game. Sure. So, like, you know, we're kind of spoiled with a lot of games today where we, like, have different branching, you know, storylines and stuff like that. This game's obviously quite old with it, with it. So not to give it a pass on, like, that kind of shortcoming, but I do agree. I, I wish I wish I felt more like this was my story. Yeah, that's the story wasn't what took this game away for me. I mean, you know how I feel about a story, good or bad. I couldn't <laughs> care less. So, except for Undertale's, oh, Undertale what other great. option would he have? I mean, he he's told me he gets here that I mean they want Emily to eventually take the throne, versus the people that were kidnapped. They just like be like, oh, do you know, I'm just gonna. I mean, there's there's two parties that you would have to essentially choose from. I feel like that's not much of a choice. Yeah. No, but it, it is weird, too, because you go from being, like, what is it? You're, like, royal guard, and then all of a sudden you're an assassin. Those just feel like very different roles, for one thing. Kind of. But then, but yeah, the, 
it, it definitely seemed right away that they were using Emily as the pawn because they just knew you cared about her. Like, that's one thing the story sets up is that Corvo loves Emily. Like, you get back at the very beginning of the game, she comes running up and you play hide and seek with her. Or you don't because you can be a jerk, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> little kid comes up and you play hide and seek with him. So it, it establishes very early on that they're close. And so it seems reasonable where they're like, yeah, you're going to help Emily. Who cares what we're doing? And you just do it. What's up with the heart guy? Oh, the outsider or yeah. Yeah, so you you get this thing that I mean, it shows you where to find things so that you can grow your powers and so for instance, you can grow your blink which makes you teleport. There's one that you can summon rats, um which was kind of crazy. Uh a bunch of different things. And then there's also the uh bone charms. And uh, very, like, I, I don't know if it was based on, like, the story sequence or, like, when you, how many things you picked up, but he would just randomly appear in, like, a dream sequence. And I kind of didn't understand. Yeah. So I remember being confused the first time I played it, and even playing it now, it's still kind of confusing. So there's a ton of books and lore in this world. I'm sure there's plenty that will teach you and tell you more about him. But he's honestly, the way I've always kind of pictured him is, like, Loki. Where he's kind of like this trickster. He has, he's this other god. He's kind of like a pagan god. Like way before this city was a city and like this area was a tribe, he was like somebody that the people worshipped. And so that's where these bone charms came from. They were like these trinkets that they made to like worship him. I like that you gave me like a, a superhero reference. Like, I mean, I, I know what Loki looks like in the movies. No, Loki is an actual <laughs> superhero reference. Loki. God. He's an actual superhero yeah. movie reference. No. I gave you a Norse mythology reference. Loki's in, um, what's it called? Yeah, he is, but he's originally a Norse mythology. Oh, he's based off yeah. of that? Yeah. I don't know. I thought there were two separate things. I don't watch those movies. <laughs> I, I figured you... I like that you're trying to shame me because I don't watch a movie. Because <laughs> you first were shaming me that I was giving you a superhero reference. Because you knew that I wouldn't know. I honestly just more thought, like, well, I don't know. I just thought you kind of knew, like, like I don't, I don't watch Star Wars movies, but I like no Star Wars references, so I don't know. I just felt like, regardless of the movies, you might have known. But anywho, but, but yeah, anyway, this outsider, he's essentially has like his own motives, and so it's not fully clear as to what it is. I know they explain a bit more with the DLC, which this game has the DLC, and then of course with Dishonored too. So he's kind of like a frenemy. See, it's funny that, that like you think about that, Liz, because I just went, oh, okay, this guy's giving me stuff to upgrade. Cool. I don't really care what you have to say. And I and I, I listened, and I moved along, but I, I didn't really care who he was. <laughs> but that was a good question, because I did not know that. And Andrew had a good explanation. But I, I loved... I But he gives you, obviously, your superpowers. And for me, I loved the superpowers in this game. There's not a ton. Uh, I have a couple issues with the controls, but the blink ability just alone is what I think sets this stealth game above like so many others. Which I'm so glad that you were there watching me at the beginning. I had so many questions. And also you told me to always look above because I was trying to sneak around at ground level and it wasn't working for me. And I actually found like, because there were times where I did have to kill people. I found doing the non-lethal to be way more fun. Yeah. And then I- Oh, you found it fun? Non-lethal? So you liked it I harder. I did. I did accidentally kill people. I played it on easy. Yeah. But I did try to make it harder, and I did, like, the side missions. and um, Because when you play non-lethal, it's all it's like a back-and-forth thing. Like, oh, if you get this information with me, I'll take care of this guy so you don't have to kill them. And you're just – it's more work. But, yeah. 
I, I, I was trying to do the non-lethal route. Um, so yeah, there's four difficulties, easy, normal, hard, and then like master assassin. Uh, and then of course, if you want to make it more challenging for you, there's, you know, challenges to not kill anyone. And then of course not alert anyone, which at the end of every level kind of gives you a scorecard on how well you did. But I was trying to do non-lethal because there's also an achievement to beat the game without killing anyone. And it's worth a hundred gamer score. And apparently I somehow magically killed someone in the very first level and screwed <gasps> myself over on that achievement. So I was so pissed. I was watching this YouTuber because I, I, I was trying to figure out how to go about uh, a certain area and he was doing non-lethal, but he was choking people out, but then throwing them into the water. Yep. And it's like, well, that would kill somebody. It does kill him, yeah. So and it causes death. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah. So he didn't know that. So I was wondering if it was something like that, where like you didn't realize you were killing someone. No, that's what's actually impressive. Even though this is a 360 game, it does like take into account those things. Like, yeah, if you throw someone off a high enough cliff, even if they're unconscious, they're gonna die. If you throw them in water, they're gonna die. If you throw See, him to a I bunch just, of rats and they get eaten, he's, he's I, dead. I just assumed that like it would, it might count towards a death, so I yeah. didn't do it. But then also, I don't know if it's because it was the easiest difficulty. I did the level one uh, rat swarm, and it actually killed one of the guards. Oh, yeah. It can take him down. Yeah. For a level one. I wasn't... Oh, okay. Because I wasn't sure if it was because I was on easy. Like, that, that's why it happened. But, okay. No, it's pretty slow, but... And it's more effective for, like, clearing bodies, but it, it definitely works. Yeah, the music changed, and I was like, wait, what happened? And I'm, like, scanning the area, and I was like, oh, I killed someone. <laughs> yeah, I, I learned the hard way uh, about throwing bodies off because I wasn't trying to do non-lethal. I was just trying to bring someone back to the boat, and I got to a certain ledge, and I could see the boat, and I was like, oh, that's probably I'm, – I'm probably good. And I just chucked him, and then he clipped the side of it and fell into the water, and it just went, failed. Oh. <laughs> So I had to carry him a whole way back again, grab the bone charm that I had grabbed because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't doing regular saves. It does a decent enough job, I felt like, with the auto save, so I was usually pretty good. I think it does a fantastic job. Yeah, so like I didn't really worry about oh, saving it too often, but like I wasn't taking. But any there chances. were there were definitely points where it didn't do. I don't want to say as good of a job. It it just wasn't as consistent of a job as it did across other parts of the game that I was like, how am I this far back from my last autosave? But all in all, I did find it really good. And again, if we're if we're giving it the old, you know, hey, it's a 360 game, I feel like the amount of autosaves for a 360 game is very impressive. Well, I'm curious if the autosave feature in the main game has been patched. Oh, maybe. Since the 360 version, because I don't fully remember the 360 version. It's been forever since I played it. But if you play the DLC, the autosave is not nearly as good. And there's been numerous times where I'm like, oh, I'll just reload my last checkpoint. And it was actually a good, like, 15 minutes back. And it's like, okay, like, that wasn't very good. But as far as the main game goes, I think the autosave is really, yeah, really good. Yeah, actually, that's – so that's one of my issues right now is – sorry to cut you off, Liz, but I just remember this. So where I'm at right now – I don't know if it's a spoiler to say that I'm at the boil boil party, but – that's I, I did something, either maybe it's just part of it, or I did something and I didn't realize it, but every time I walk into the house, everyone just starts attacking me now. So basically, unless I go back, like, I think it's like a, an hour almost to my last save before that, I think I just have to ride this one out as butchering everyone in the party, I guess. It took you over an hour just to get into the boil party? I don't know. I just, it didn't take me that long. I'm just saying I... I know you're probably exaggerating, but like, yeah, that's you literally like that's like a 15 minute segment to get into that. But party. either way, yeah, I was just like, okay, I have to jump pretty far back here for an auto save, or 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, I'm not trying to play this non-lethal, so I guess it doesn't really matter. But I, I was hoping to do this a little bit stealthier than just, yeah, butchering an entire party. You don't yeah. like being a party pooper? No, oh, I am a party pooper through and through. But I'm not a, I'm, <laughs> I'm not about murdering to end a party. I'll just complain and leave. I wanted to say that being on the easiest difficulty, there were times where I'm like, they should definitely see me. So there was one time I saved it before I went in because I didn't really know how to go about it. I didn't know where to go. There wasn't there usually there's really uh good arrows that it shows you like that you have to go up or or whatever. I couldn't see it. It turns out it was like way, 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 way up. But so I ended up accidentally killing somebody and hiding under a table and they're just like walking by me and it was going on forever and I was like, maybe I should go back to my last save because I, I didn't want to kill any more people but there was like three people like walking around the room for like 10 minutes. They eventually left but that's why I always stayed because I didn't know what I was doing and I was <laughs> really nervous. But yeah, so I do recommend that. Oh yeah, it definitely, yeah. definitely there were times when you're hiding under a table that it felt very goofy that they didn't see you. I don't know if it... Because I was oh, on yeah, normal. There was no flap or anything. But like, yeah. yeah, I even, I don't know if it was a difficulty thing or not. Because I said, again, I was only one up. But I, I noticed that there was times I was just hiding under a table and they're staring at me. How do you not see me? I mean, it tells you like when you're picking your difficulty, like what changes, oh, you know, enemies do more damage. Enemies awareness is a lot higher. Uh, it takes them like, it, it takes them longer for them to like stop looking for you kind of thing like that. So I like that the difficulties really break down as to what they're doing. But I mean, I loved the level designs. Like I was telling Liz, like it really opens up when you first get to like the second level when you're trying to get into the uh, the cat house. It as soon as you enter the area, it specifically tells you like, hey, look around. There's numerous ways to get into this place. It's all about taking your your route and what you want to do and stuff like that. So I loved the level designs because uh, even too with the boil party, that one's really cool because you're actually in disguise so you can actually walk around freely but you got to figure out who your target is because everyone has a mask and you got to figure out like a way how you can get upstairs but you can like take different routes like either become a rat and go upstairs or possess a guard or solve a puzzle i just loved the level designs and i i, I don't know if you guys had any issues but i never felt lost i always felt like it was really obvious as to where my objective was did you say become a rat yes you can possess a rat and yeah. become it and oh, go okay. in a vent and like upstairs and stuff. Yeah, I I did like that aspect of it. So, I, it, like there was there was parts of this game I liked. I just overall I I wasn't excited to play it, just because of I don't know again the the clunkiness of it. But I do agree as far as like the level design, the multiple routes you could take. My only problem is, is I just have this really bad habit of like making sure I try to discover, not even discover, but yeah, I guess. I don't know, see everything. Like, what if I miss something that I could pick up because I didn't take this route and I should have taken that route? So then I just try and take, like, all the routes and then I take forever on a level. <laughs> that's what I would do. I love looting because you have the ability to look through things and you can see, like, I think that's when I noticed, like, the guards, like, radius of, like, yeah. where they can look. And that also helped, too, because at first I wasn't hiding bodies and then it, like, alerts people when they find them, of course. <laughs> so, um... Wait, what were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. No, what were you talking about, Keith? I was talking about what you were talking about. About how long yeah. it took him on the level. Oh. But yeah, I noticed that like we, I'd go into abandoned buildings and stuff, and I would I would actually find the uh, the runes that I wasn't even looking for. And I didn't have my heart. I, all of a sudden, it would start thumping, and I would just be in a random room. 
And so, yeah, I actually, I love the looting. I did wish a couple of times that there was a map, but it wasn't when I was looking for an objective, but more trying to figure out where I just come from. So, for instance, like, finding out where, like, the old lady was. Just trying to get a sense of direction, I guess. But, yeah, I actually thought it was really helpful. They had, like, a a solid, um, like, half diamond or arrow for your main mission and then your side objectives, which I thought was really helpful, too. I didn't really notice that there was a difference in that. I just kind of look and see whatever it said next to it. Yeah, I didn't realize there was a different shape either. No, it's not a different shape. It's um just not solid uh, or like it's like it's less defined or something. But there yeah. is like a, a difference between them. Interesting. Good. That's a hot tip. Hot tip. <laughs> but, but yeah, depending just essentially on your skill in this game. Well, I guess you could make this argument with a lot of games. But the levels aren't super big. And there's a total of nine missions. So it's not a very long game. Uh, the average time to beat is something like 12 hours, which, you know, obviously varies quite drastically depending on your skill level. I saw speedrunners beat this game in like 30 How close minutes. was I to the end but then? Yeah, there's a... Or at least two. Um, the boil party, I think, is mission five. Out of... Nine. Oh, dangs. Yeah. Because I feel like I was somewhere around 10 hours. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm exaggerating, but I feel like I was close to 10 hours. Oh, wait, no. Actually, I think it's I think that's mission six, actually, now that I think about it. Okay. Either way, I wanted to finish that one because I felt like it was big money. I was picking up gold all over the place. I was going to max out all my stuff. I yeah. wasn't but... sure if like I would get caught looting there. Uh, you don't get caught looting anywhere, but I wasn't sure because everyone was like like talking down to me at the party or my character not me <laughs> everyone's talking down to Corvo at the party like saying like oh you smell like the streets and like they knew that I was different so I was like if I loot in front of them like are they going to be like ah oh, thief oh did you never loot in front of them because no. they always say they're like oh go ahead take it I, I swipe everything too like they all admit that they steal that's the, the party only too. place I didn't loot and I'm still there I could I could loot but Oh, yeah. No, oh, yeah. They, they encourage it to loot. The only thing you can't do, I think, is pickpocket. Like, if you pickpocket someone there, they'll yell at you for that. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, just grab whatever you find in a chest or whatever it is. But um, yeah, I will agree with you. That is one thing I like, again, about the map design, Andrew, is that it, it felt small enough that it it's almost it tricked me into playing more. And that's not a bad thing, necessarily, in this case. But it was <laughs> like, okay... I just felt like I was always progressing further. So I was just yeah. like, yeah, I'll just keep going. And yeah, maybe I'll just get to the next checkpoint. Maybe to the next checkpoint. Oh, I, I think I'm going to wrap up this mission here. And so it just like kept me going to keep playing. But all in all, I, like I, I wasn't excited to pick it up every time. And that's my issue with it. Uh. Or not my issue, but I think that's what a lot of what was my driving pass on it. I wanted to uh, bring up real quick something that we had talked about earlier. And another thing, <laughs> with some of the non-lethal options, I just wanted to bring up the fact that some of them were probably worse than just killing them. Oh, yeah. Like, there was one where the the Pendleton brothers, like, you have the option of having their con- their tongues cut out and working in the mines that they subjected people to and having them work in there and, like, not be able to communicate or anything. And then there was a guy that was like, I don't want you to kill the woman that I love. Um, just let me take her. And I'm just like, excuse you. <laughs> so for me, like, were there any that you, like, it made you change your mind? Oh, no. Because they're all awful people. And, uh, like, a lot of the non-lethal stuff is very much, like, poetic justice. Like you said with the Pendleton brothers, they get they lose their tongue and their hair. And they're sent to, like, the salt mines that they subjugate people to. So it's kind of like a poetic justice. Or, like, the very first guy who's part of, like, the religious cult of the universe 
you end up branding him. So he's a, essentially an exile. Like anybody who helps them w- could get punished or arrested. So it's like this poetic justice. And no, I, if anything, I, I found it better. Yeah, I did. I did go non-lethal with him. The Pendleton brothers. I just, I just swung my sword through. So, so that's how I handled that business. <laughs> but there's a uh, one thing I wanted to kind of complain a little bit about the powers. As great as they were, I felt like this game so much focused and encouraged you to be lethal. I didn't think there was a lot of fun gadgets and fun things to do if you're going non-lethal. If you're going non-lethal, basically your your weapons are like sleep darts. And your abilities are going to be blink and uh, the dark vision, which lets you see through walls and see like enemies and stuff like that. And like, that's kind of it because all the other ones are very much focused on killing people. There's also Ben time, Ben time you could use for non-lethal, but yeah, you have like killing people makes them disintegrate. You have possession where you can use them to kill people. You can summon rats to kill people, a push that pushes people so hard that it kills them against the wall. Like it's all these things that are just here to kill people. Don't get me wrong. I love the gadgets and I love the powers to kill people with, but the game really, for me, it just was unfortunate when I was doing my playthrough and trying really hard to go non-lethal. I didn't feel like I had a fun tool set. I agree because I wanted to use the ones that kill people, but then I decided not to because I wanted what I assumed would be the better ending. So for me, I, yeah, I, I kind of was disappointed that I couldn't use them. But, I mean, what gadgets could you use for non-lethal? Like well, make people like dance? like. Well, they, they, some of them I had ideas for, and they actually are in the DLC. So specifically, like, there's a proximity mine, but the proximity mine dices people up and kills them. So it's like, well, why isn't there like a sleep proximity mine? Someone walks over and, and it releases gas. They've, they have it in the DLC, but not in the main game. Oh, like, yeah. I accidentally, because I rewired, I didn't realize rewiring would actually kill them. So then I started taking out like the, just the vials. Yeah. It would have been cool to have, like I don't know, maybe a distant choke where you could actually just knock somebody out from a distance. Like, I don't know, like Darth Vader. Vader yeah, Darth rooms. Vader, Darth, like Force Choke. Yeah, I was kind of a little disappointed in that aspect. It really does just make it so much harder if you're playing non-lethal. But I will say uh, the enemies, there's not a lot of enemy types either. Like you're not getting these enemies that are like, oh, this is a big guy. You can't choke him or you can only do this well, kind of yeah, thing they for have it. Those wiry guys, the, the tall boys or something. Yeah. And then you have the people that are infected that are trying to bite you. Then you have the thugs. You have assassins. But, uh, then you have like the actual guard. I didn't find them to change up the gameplay too Rats. much, though. Yeah. No, I thought the only difference was whether or not they maybe had a gun or no gun. And then, yeah, the tall boys shot rockets or grenades or something, but... Yeah, explosive arrows. Largely, yeah. I I, you're, I agree with both of you, I guess, because, yeah, there is actually a pretty decent variety of, like, skins of them to a certain degree, but they're largely all the same in, in every capacity. Maybe they take more damage, have more armor, something like that, but doesn't change the gameplay really especially if you're going non-lethal yeah it only changes if you're actually going in like guns blazing and you're actually like doing hand-to-hand combat with people but as far as like stealth goes no just go up and choke them or stab them and they all die the same well i guess actually just to that point now that i think about it as long as i mean it's very specific if you're going non-lethal completely but if you're just going even stealth the gadgets work very well for stealth so if you're going stealth lethal i think they work great yeah I, I just, wish, I, just, I, just wish I had a little more variety of when I was doing a uh, stealth non-lethal. 
No, I, I do agree with you there. That's there's there's nothing exciting going on for non-lethal stealth or gadgets. So another thing I that also kind of annoyed me with some of the gadgets as well. Your right trigger is your sword. You cannot change that. Your left trigger, your offhand, is whatever you pick. So it could either be a, a spell, it could be a ranged weapon, a grenade, like one of the gadgets. But you can only have one of these things. So you can either do sword and a crossbow, sword and blink, sword and you know, vision, whatever. You only can uh, do a quick select from your on your D-pad, so up, down, left, right. You can bring up a radio menu, but with all the gadgets and powers you have, it's kind of cumbersome to navigate. I was just like a little disappointed that I could never change my right hand. It's always the sword. So I couldn't do like, oh, I'm going to crossbow and blink the entire time. No, you always have to use the sword. So it, I was kind of annoyed with the limitations of the controls. Yeah, I think just even even if I could change up the right stick, I still don't know if I would have loved it. But I do I do agree. Just like that would have been at least a, like a big difference. Like it, it just it felt too samey. And the amount of times that I accidentally used the wrong thing because I just was trying to move too quickly and I accidentally selected the wrong thing from the radial. Yeah. It was just I, I would that. shoot yeah I would shoot a gun instead of yeah or waste a sleep dart or something along those lines. So. I do agree that I didn't care for for the way that your overall controls were set up. I actually thought it was really easy, though. Like, I got a hang of it really quick. The only thing, because a couple times I wasted sleep darts, but I think that's really it. So for me, I actually, it worked great for a noob. It was just cumbersome. I think that's the biggest, the biggest yeah. gripe about it. Yeah, just a little cumbersome. But getting into the overall graphics, though. So since this was an Xbox 360 game, I think the... Some things kind of show their age, but with this being the definitive edition, you know, it's got some, you know, some new textures, some HD graphics. What did you guys think? I thought they were great for 360. Some yeah. of the faces were a little, eh, but I, I mean, I think, I mean, it's a lot better than some games that we've played that were 360. I so, like the environment. I love the faces because to me, the art style of this game kind of reminds me slightly of like Tim Burton. Well, that's the thing because like there were like rosy parts of the faces and I wasn't sure if it was an artistic choice or if it was just like, like off graphics. So I liked them. I just feel like they weren't as detailed and stuff. You know, games like this, I feel like I'm used to a cyber. I'm used to super detailed faces and stuff, but I, I overall, I actually, I really like the graphics. See, I thought, I don't know. I I didn't like the faces at all, but I I largely did attribute that to the fact that it was a 360 game. I, the fact that it was a definitive edition, I think, is what really drove the decent graphics. So I assume if you were playing the actual 360 version, it'd be pretty blocky. But yeah, I don't know. I thought it I thought it was okay. I could have. It wasn't gonna change my opinion about the game, though. It was mostly just a yeah, they exist. I guess that's how I felt about it. I thought for me, like, the thing that really showed its age was the textures. Like, even when you first start the game, the boat you're on, like, the little, like, speedboat you're on, literally is just kind of like a gray block. Like, it doesn't really have many, like, defining features or anything like that. The rain. It's really flat. Yeah, the rain, the water. Like, some well, of that stuff. the way stuff it moves. Is, yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it just kind of floats along. It doesn't actually, like, turn or move with the waves. Just, Yeah. So, stuff like that, I, I think it kind of showed its age. But overall, like, for me... I just love this environment. You don't see like any games really do kind of this industrial punk kind of theme. And I think they did a fantastic job. I, I loved this world that they built. I, 
I just liked I, what we had already talked about. But what I liked most about the world is the way that the like designs of them were built for like movement. I didn't think they really all felt all that different. It just felt like I was moving through a dark industrial city all the time. That so I didn't think it was like great from that aspect. I guess. I don't know. I I mean I can see where you're coming from. The biomes are very similar. Yeah, you're it's one alley to another or a sewer, but I thought it was an, varied enough that. It did an okay job. I, but I see where you're coming from, Keith. I, I guess I would agree with that. Ooh. <laughs> it's a big day. You feel, you feel so special. Did you guys ever get annoyed by the constant, um, like, the loudspeakers, the people talking, saying, like, oh, you cannot be out after curfew? Oh, the announcer? Yeah. A little bit. But he ends up, like, stopping halfway through the game. So he luckily isn't in for the rest of it. As annoying as this was, I I will say I'm impressed with the voice acting. I thought the voice acting overall was really good. But I understand where you're coming from. Me too. I really liked the guy that made all your equipment and your upgrades and everything. I, I thought he was a really good voice. I mean, I actually I thought they were all good voice actors. Oh, okay. You're talking about the voice acting. I thought you were talking about how you liked him. And I was like, he's kind <laughs> no, of no, a he's creeper. Yeah, yeah, he's the He's the creep. But no, I, I will say, yeah. Uh, the thing about the the speakers, I agree, it was annoying, but I will say in in terms of environmentally, it worked. Like it, it made it felt very dark, and like you can't even sleep at night because even when you are doing the right thing and you're trying to live in your house, you're just being oppressed even still with this like loudspeaker just constantly yeah. telling you stay inside, and you're like, yeah, no kidding. The so you know propaganda. Yeah, so in a way, it like felt fitting. And then, like, if you did bad things, it would start announcing those more often, too. So it was just, like, a constant stream of speaker talking. So I think I think it was really a good choice, but it was very annoying. I do agree. So with the voice acting, there, I mean, there's some heavy hitters in this game. Uh, Susan Sarandon, Carrie Fisher, Chloe Grace Moretz, John Carrie Slattery. Carrie Fisher? Susan yeah. Sarandon? Really? Yeah. Jeez. I was kind of surprised, too. That's a lot. Who is Susan Sarandon? Like uh, Rocky the, Horror? No, like in the game. Oh. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't know who Susan Sarandon is? <laughs> who is Susan Sarandon? Watch me, you looked up the wrong thing. I mean, I would not have recognized her voice. So it's I'm not doubting that, that you're right. I'm just I more like, who was she? Susan Sarandon played Granny Rags. Ooh. Street speaker, Carrie Fisher. Wait, wait, they hired Carrie Fisher to be alternate street speaker? What? That, that can't be the, really weird. the normal. But like, yeah, John Slattery plays Admiral Havelock, who, you know, John, John Slattery's the guy. John Slattery. He's the guy, well, if you know the Marvel movie, he plays uh, Tony Stark's dad. Oh, okay, okay. So this was probably a very expensive game to make. Uh, the person who plays Emily is Chloe Grace Moritz. Weird. I know. Yeah, so this was like a, a triple A squared game. Like they threw everything at this. Yeah, although, it's, it's really impressive who they have. Although wait, this was twenty fourteen. I mean Susan Sarandon was Susan Sarandon at that point. But was no, Chloe I think Grace she was Moretz Susan Sarandon uh, at that point. It's a little bit different. Sarandong, is that what you yeah. said? <laughs> she might have been, I don't know. But I, I mean, think they're she... all pretty big at that point. Yeah. Grace Moritz, maybe not so much. No, she. I feel like she's been a long, around for a long time. 
Uh, Carrie maybe. Fisher. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, so I obviously Star Wars, but besides that, I've only seen her in like one other movie. Yeah. I don't know, but either way, like the voice acting is very impressive. I was surprised. This is really impressive what kind of cast they had. And I think they actually did a fantastic job. My biggest disappointment, though, is I didn't think they did enough with the characters, like explaining who they were and like caring about them. You needed more cutscenes. Yeah. Oh, but then also, too, there is music in the game. I personally did not care for the music. Uh, there's not a lot of it. It picks up when you get in combat, but... Did, did you guys notice the music much at all? Well, I, I said earlier that when I killed someone, the music changed, and that's what made me look for to see what I had done. Yeah. So it was actually very helpful for me because I just restarted because I was doing non-lethal. I just went to my last save point. But um, overall, like I, I liked it enough that I had it more up, but I, I don't really remember it too much. But Yeah, I can't, I can't really comment on it. I knew that it existed. Which makes me sad because I was hoping you beat the game, Keith. <laughs> Does it do? It doesn't butt have rock? butt rock. I wouldn't. I wouldn't qualify it as butt rock. It's not quite there, but it is. It adult does contemporary. Have, yeah, it does. Definitely has like an adult contemporary kind of song. It's a little more acoustic, but Ooh. this is one of those games that does a, a nice kind of slow jam for the end credits. Nice. I'll have to check that out. But yeah, the music I just thought was kind of overall okay. But another thing I wanted to ask you guys: Did any of you guys touch the DLC? No. I did a couple of the challenges, and I did like I don't know, like maybe like one or two runs of like one or two of them. So not a lot, but that was about the extent of it. So to give everyone a heads up too, uh, the DLC I found it was kind of hidden. So when you actually open the menu, on the very bottom it says press X for download content, in which you normally when you see that you think oh I'm gonna press that and it's gonna bring me to the Microsoft Store and I have to buy it or something like that. No, it just it's a, it brings you to another menu where you can select the DLC. Uh, there's three DLC. There's yeah a trials one, which is essentially just a scoreboard type of game mode. Some uh, some of them are stealth based, action based, puzzle based. So they're they're interesting. They're kind of unique. I was having a decent amount of fun with them. They're very difficult though. Uh, but then you have two story based ones, where you follow the other assassin that takes place in the city. His name's Dowd, and I thought his story was really good. I guess you could say I'm well endowed. In his story, but um, <laughs> I was expecting a better reaction from you, Keith. <laughs> no, I it's it's kind of like a dog when they're whining. You just kind of don't acknowledge it, and <laughs> it'll stop. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with you. But but seriously though, his I thought his story was actually pretty interesting. Uh, it definitely delves a lot more into the supernatural aspect, and his abilities are slightly different. So he has a blink ability as well, but the big difference between his blink ability is whenever you don't move, it freezes time. So you could actually, it makes gameplay really more interesting because if you do get caught, you just activate your blink and it freezes time and you can kind of pick to where you go and just quickly get out of the line of sight. It added some really interesting gameplay elements to it. That sounds really cool. But yeah, he he could summon assassins because he's the leader of an assassin cult. Um, he's also very much doesn't care just wants money and i found really interesting ways to do some of the missions so yeah the dlc is definitely worth checking out especially too since it's included in the content oh so that's why the achievement was uh achievement scores go up to 1640 right yep for the dlc yeah because includes Which, the dlc by the way I've, i was kind of unimpressed with the achievements there's some fun ones to do oh, see, i disagree i noticed with keith like you got a bunch that were 
lethal based. Well, what I'm saying is I it, I feel like it's harder to get achievements because I, I was looking at yours. You only got 500. Yes. Well, th- once again, this is another thing where the game very much is encouraging you to go lethal. A lot of the achievements are lethal based. So I didn't get a lot of gamer score because I was trying to do non-lethal because right. there's one achievement for a hundred gamer score to beat the game without killing anyone, which I thought I was going to do, but apparently I killed one person and screwed myself over. <laughs> but I think you have to beat the game a couple times. And that's why for me, like I, I just wouldn't do it for like if I wanted more achievements, which I mean, why would I want more achievements? <laughs> but I was surprised that you only got 500. Keith, you got 160. I got 110. Um, but I played it for like quite a while. Yeah, but I, I love the achievements. The, this is a perfect example of a game where the the achievements really encourage you to do different things. Like, oh, travel 300 meters within a second, which once you get the time-bending ability, that's pretty easy to do. You know, kill five people within a second, you know, escape a group of six people without, and then, like, lose their, like, don't get detected anymore, beat the game without being detected. Like, it's these achievements that are really trying to make you try different things in the game. And I always love those achievements. See, this is where, I, so, but it's not for achievement hunters. Like, are, are we putting? No, can, we put, not. can we put these into two buckets? This is what I'm getting at. Because <laughs> I agree with you. There's fun aspects of the way that these achievements are run, but this is not a good game for achievements because it takes a lot of time and a lot of replaying to get them yes. all. Yeah. So it, just just saying, we need we need to bucket these. So it's in a fun bucket, but not an achievement hunter bucket. Okay. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. There we go. We'll categorize it by buckets, not boxes or anything else. <laughs> uh, we can. Um, we'll we'll take that offline. So, getting into our final thoughts, uh, I'll go first because I know Liz isn't going to. For me, I love Dishonored. Uh, this is actually probably one of my favorite stealth games. I I do enjoy stealth games, but they generally vary from really good to really bad. Uh, a huge series I was really into was the Splinter Cell series. And as much as I love just stealth games, sometimes it can just be very boring because a lot of times you end up just having to sit there. But with the blink ability and the special powers you get in Dishonored, I think it makes the stealth aspect so much more fun. I think the combat is pretty fun. Uh, Some aspects kind of show its age. Um, When you're trying to teleport, I found the reticle to not be great sometimes, and sometimes it would kind of shoot me off in a weird spot. But overall, though, I think it, it handles very well. Oh, there was another thing I forgot to mention, and another thing Ooh. real quick. Uh, if you are playing on the Xbox Series S, X or possibly the S as well, the load times are honestly non-existent. It's like half a second to load a level. So with mine, they weren't bad. Yeah, like, it's not bad on a regular console, but yeah, it's literally instant, and I loved it. <laughs> well, I'll just pick right up there. Yeah, I have the One X. It still is actually pretty good. I think less than twenty seconds, and then you just kind of have that weird screen. Although it it tricked me for the first handful of times that it was it's one of those games that the load screen ends and you have to hit a yeah but it just keeps carrying on so you're not paying attention and then all of a sudden hey oh I, it, this is on me yeah anywho it, it took me a while too because i did not realize how quick it was loading because anytime i see a loading screen it's always natural for me to like all right let me quickly pull up facebook or something so yeah. i do that and then i look at the screen I'm like oh i gotta press a and then i was like wait how quick is this loading and then that's what i noticed it literally is instant so that's another thing that's I think is really nice. Um, but yeah, I, I think the story is fun. Uh, for me, I just love the world. I think the world building is fantastic in this game. I I love the art style. So for me, I think I'm giving it a sneaky 87. 
Ooh, a sneaky 87. I like it. So I don't know. Maybe I've come around. Maybe it's not a total pass, but I still, I, I think I just, I can't get past the fact that I was never excited to start playing the game, but then I would just find myself just continuing to play it. And Are you a fan it, of stealth games? I, I think I'm in the middle because I do like games like Assassin's Creed and stuff, which... Those don't really have much stealth. There is and there isn't, but I I like the aspect of games where there's a lot of different paths and avenues to try and get to where you're going. So yeah. I I liked aspects of this game. I just I I know I can pr- say with pretty good certainty, like I'll never just pick this game up again, and I'll probably end up deleting it in a couple of weeks when I need space on my Xbox because I just wasn't excited about it, and nothing ever got me excited about it. But it it was I guess a good time playing it. So. I guess I, I'm going on to a, a light game for this <laughs> with, a, with a score of a 70. We, we changed Keith's mind a little bit. Yeah, you, you guys, you guys, as I talked about it, I didn't, I didn't hate it, and I never hated it. But, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's good enough worth checking out. But I wouldn't give it a lot of time if you're not getting into it, I guess. I think I'm going to give it an 85. I don't really play stealth games, so for me it's kind of hard to score. But I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Because I, when I watched the trailer for Dishonored 2, I thought it was like the story was really interesting. And then I realized how much like stealth work is going to be in it. And even in real <laughs> life, I'm just not a stealthy person. It's just not the way my brain operates. Uh, so I was really pleasantly surprised. And I'm definitely, I, I'm trying to think what I would do to change it. And I, I there's no like really like, big thing. So I kind of feel like 85 is low, but. Um, for like what Keith was saying, like how much I wanted to play it, uh, I think 85 is a good score. And then looking at Metacritic, for Xbox One, 76 and 7.6. And a lot of people for the Xbox One complained about like uh, a bad conversion. They didn't like it when it went from 360 to Xbox One, which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. There was even a critic who uh, who talked about that. For Xbox 360, 88 and 7.9. And our uh, fourth co-host, our fourth co-host is back. Nice. He gave it a five, and Whoa. I have a theory. I have a theory. So I think I don't know if it was Plague's Tale or what. There was another game that he talked about, and he raved that like French people were involved. Plague's Tale. Same with this game. Ah. I think it's because I. I mean, I think it's because he just likes the French. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting in both times that he he mentioned, like, oh, there's French people working on it. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> he did praise the voice actors. And I Next time, we need to pick another French game or a game that, like, there's a lot of French people involved so we can see when he scores it. Okay. Um, and then so he wrote, in addition, the technique may seem weak. The fault of rather disgusting textures and a graphic treatment which is reminiscent of a certain Borderlands. And yet Dishonored is not naughty. It is his steampunk touch that is an obviously debatable choice. And uh, yeah, he went on to say a lot of favorable things. That's why like, I didn't understand it because it was so favorable. And he's like, five. <laughs> I feel like, I, I mean, it would be pretty easy to guess all the time. But I, I feel like what we need to do is, is have you read the actual review and then Andrew and I try and guess his score. It's I mean, <laughs> we're going to be about 90% accurate at zero. But yeah. nonetheless, I feel like we can jazz this up. 
But yeah, it was just really weird reading like such like a a nice review from him and still getting such a low score. I like I I just like that he related it to Borderlands, which I mean I guess Borderlands One was pretty old too, but that game was cell shaded. It was intentionally not bad, but kind of bad. Yeah, so it's that's a weird relation. Alrighty, well I think that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. If you have a game you would like to recommend for us you can email us at gamepassgrabbag@gmail.com. we're also on twitter at gpgbpod and facebook at gamepassgrabbag uh, where we also have a paypal set up if you feel so inclined to support us we greatly appreciate it i've been your hardcore gamer host andrew you can find me at xbox live at firebird 0152 if you are also an achievement hunter uh i at least have two other listeners that are trying to beat me every month and yes i now lost i think this is my third month in a row i got almost <laughs> ten thousand gamer score and i still ended up losing uh, but if you would like to join in on uh, the achievement leaderboard, uh, make sure you send me a message because, you know, I may not have you on my friends list, so you may not appear on my my uh, leaderboard. I can do it to make you feel better, if you want. Well, you yeah. guys are already going to show up just because <laughs> you're friends. No. I think I don't know. <laughs> you. I mean, I don't follow month. you on Twitter, so I-, I did beat you this month. You got like a thousand gamer score. <laughs> I beat you by quite a bit. I'm well, surprised it's that much. <laughs> All those Stardew achievements. <laughs> Is it my turn? Yeah, Keys, where can people find you? Oh, nice. Oh, no, I was, just, I was just going to say that I'm really disappointed that we made it this whole episode without a silent but deadly joke. It's just, Crap, it's just I actually thought of one. <laughs> I actually was going to say one, and I completely forgot it. Dang it. How and not low-brow of us. a fart joke. <laughs> That's all I had to say. That's no, it. Okay. And I'm Liz the Noob, gamertag common I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is EW. I actually was thinking about for like the intros to do various fart innuendos, but that also worked with stealth. I mean, the one who's loud deadly. and proud, the one who's silent but deadly, the one who uh, is trying to be sneaky but ends up making a mess. Okay, me too. Right. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> That, that was originally going to be my intro, but I'm like, no, we need to be a little more mature. But anyway, I hope this doesn't make everyone just now ignore us. <laughs> we hope to see you next week. Please come back. Bye, guys.